0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you
1: Venue Boland Park, the first of two warm up matches against South Africa, Invitational 11, ahead of the first one day international against South Africa at Newlands on Tuesday. Of course, that is a match in a series that you can hear live on Talk Sport 2. England, well, they kicked off life as world champions with a win by 77 runs. And they started the day by opting to bat and they got off to a terrible start. They lost two wickets in the first over. Besto for four, then root for a golden duck even worse for england in the fourth over the captain owen morgan also out for a duck they were 16 for three and struggling but they recovered well led superbly by the opener jason roy who made 100 104 runs from just 99 balls eight fours and two sixes he played very nicely joe denny made 29 but it was chris wokes who second top scored with 38 england were bowled out for 240 in the 45th over and the home side's Africa they got off to a good start they were 91 for one approaching 20 overs Snyman in particular out the top of the order looked very comfortable played nicely as he made 65 but in the middle overs it all went terribly wrong for south africa they went from 91 for one to 136 for eight eventually being bowled out for 163 as england won by 77 runs chris welkes picked up two wickets sam curran won chris jordan picked up two, as did tom curran and matt parkinson and after the match andrew mckenna he spoke with the man of the moment Jason Roy. Jason, these kind of
2: games yeah. can be tricky at times. They're never yeah. quite as simple as everyone makes out. So 77 no. run
3: win. Decent workout? Yeah, very good workout. Uh, getting some runs out there in some pretty hot conditions. Um, good workloads for the bowlers. Um, and a total for them to actually bowl at like 240. Obviously we wanted to get way more, but it was they felt a bit of pressure early on, which is probably what we wanted. So, all good. The early part of the innings
2: must have been quite difficult. <sighs> We had a load shedding power cut for the first two hours. Yes, that right. meant there was no um, there was no um, scoreboard. scoreboard. Yeah, there, was, there was nothing around the ground. How yeah. hard is that as a batsman when you're trying to pace an in innings? When basically you've got to be doing met- mental arithmetic all well, the
3: time. Well, that's it. I mean, it was it would have been harder. I think if we hadn't lost any wickets because then you kind of don't know where you're at. But as we knew, we lost a couple of early wickets, three early, early wickets. So we I knew straight away that I wasn't going to have to do anything risky. I didn't have to take risks because. We needed to build a build a score. Um, and obviously, because those three wickets came quite quickly, I was able to kind of adjust. But, yeah, it's frustrating not having a scoreboard, to be honest. But um, just the way it is, unfortunately, you've got to crack on.
2: You mentioned those three wickets. Mm. Uh, that, that wasn't in the playbook at all, was it? No, no,
3: no. A couple of unlucky wickets and a couple of good balls. So um, that easily happens in any any form of cricket. So um, we've got another game tomorrow to, to write those. Your form. Obviously, you've just come in. You make
2: 100 in the first game. I, I guess you can't do much more than that.
3: Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to start well, see my defence is in order and uh, hitting the ball sweetly. So um, to get to get 100 is great, uh, to win is even better. But, yeah, it's the feeling of knowing that my defence is in order is, is probably the main thing. But, yeah, all good. In terms of England, I mean, the last 50-over game
2: you played yeah. was the World Cup final. Yeah. Um, has there been a line drawn after that? Has there been something like, yeah. We can live on that for as much as you like, but actually it's all about now no, going it's all forward. about now.
3: It's, all, it's, it's always about now. It's always about this next series now coming up and this South Africa series and then the one after that and, and going forward from there, building our foundation blocks again like we did in the previous four years towards the next World Cup. And yeah, going series by series, game by game. Um, it's that simple. And be it an invitational game here, a warm-up game or our first game of a series, it's it all just as important.
2: Looking at the squad that South Africa have named, there yeah. are a lot of very young players and very inexperienced players yeah. at international level. Does that make them more dangerous? In yeah. the fact that they've got nothing to lose? But of
3: course. I mean, you saw us when we kind of started four years ago. We had a, we had a young team and quite dangerous players, and no one knew a lot about a lot of the individuals. and And they built, and we built very, very well. So, mate, it doesn't matter who you're playing against, how old they are, they they deserve obviously the deserve their spot. So you need to we need to come with our A game. And just looking for the Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday warm again, the second of these two, yeah. is the plan to sort of
2: split things around so the guys who maybe didn't get as much game time today get a yeah, run out in that? I or? Think,
3: yeah, I think that will be the kind of plan. It's whatever whatever Morgs and um, the gaffer says, to be honest, we, we do what we're told as players. Um, but yeah, we'll have a chat tonight, I would have thought, or tomorrow morning, see how each individual's feeling. And if someone's feeling a bit stiff or whatever, then I'd take a rest. But. We've got, got a couple of days training before Tuesday, anyway, so we're all good. That's
1: uh, Andrew McKenna speaking with Jason Roy, the man of the moment, after that impressive 100 here in Powell. And I'm pleased to say I've got the Sun's cricket correspondent John Etheridge with me now. Firstly, John, looking across the ground here at Powell, that view is absolutely spectacular. Yeah, I mean, a beautiful ground. I mean, a bit you know, quite similar to the ground in Cape Town
4: Newlands, where there's a table mountain in the background this isn't table mountain but it's a it's a range of mountains and it's
1: it's absolutely beautiful I mean a truly spectacular backdrop. Um, Let's talk the cricket let's talk Jason Roy that was a pretty special knock the only real batsman who ever looked properly in and he made it at times look a little bit all too easy. Yeah a bit of a shock for him losing two
4: batsmen at the other end in the the first over Johnny Bairstow and Joe Root first ball but yeah he played pretty well Jason Roy didn't he I mean he's uh, um, not played really um, for England uh, since the Ashes test mm-hmm. matches, i had a, I played a couple of those test matches, didn't play, didn't feature in New Zealand, but uh, to come back and get a hundred first up is uh, is pleasing for him, and England in the end won pretty comfortably. I mean, it wasn't a, a really dominating performance by England, perhaps a little, a little bit of rust around, the, the pitch wasn't conducive to real sort of stroke plays, so a score of 300 plus was probably not going to be on the cards, but uh, yeah, he batted nicely, Jason Roy, he's obviously a key man in the um, yeah, in the England one-day side, I mean, absolutely... Um, outstanding in the world cup so um yeah it's good to see him
1: getting in runs first time back wearing the, uh, the 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 blue world cup winning shirt and where is jason roy at now for you as an england international do you think that moving forward it's just going to be playing white ball cricket we know as a white ball batsman at the top of the order there's probably not many better in the world you mentioned the ashes he, he opened didn't he didn't go very well do you think now his career is just as a, a white ball specialist for england Yeah, probably. I think England in
4: in test cricket have sort of just had a a bit of a rethink and uh, they're going for the more sort of a steady, solid sort of opening batsman, you know, the the, the Dominic Sibley type of player. Mm -hmm. Jason Roy was brought in as a bit of a wild card, perhaps X-factor sort of player in the ashes in the hope that he might, you know, score a quick 70-odd. It didn't quite work out for him there. So uh, I suspect certainly for the next year or two, uh, under Chris Silverwood and Joe Root in test cricket, they're going to be looking at the sort of the the steady, solid, accumulating type of player. Um, And I think As you say, Jason will
1: probably, certainly for the time being, be concentrating on on the white ball game. I think we're all looking forward to watching Tom Bantam here this afternoon. Once again, missed out for England. It's been a little bit of a a frustrating start for him, hasn't it? From England, he's done so well for Somerset. He's done well in the Big Bash. He's off to the IPL. He hasn't quite yet got going, has he, for England? Where do you see him at? Because he's not in the T20 squad, is he? He's probably only in this squad because a few players being rested where's he at right now as an England batsman? Well early days I mean he played three games against New Zealand in in, the T20 before Christmas and
4: didn't get a big score but you know hit enough sweet boundaries to Mm -hmm. to suggest he's got uh, you know real talent and and he, he went from there had a very successful big bash made three half centuries a strike rate of Hundred and seventy odd, and uh, really impressed some of the you know the commentators. You know, the, the 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 likes of Adam Gilchrist were saying really nice things about him. He's a sort of dominating presence at the creases. Uh, Tom Banton, he batted in the middle order here today, didn't he? Came in at five or six, and uh, I suspect if, you know his real sort of explosive uh, type of batting is best served at the, at the top of the order, opening in T20 cricket. So I think uh, you know, I think he's probably a, a contender, a contender for the uh, T20 squad when we go to. Australia later this year for the, for the for the T20 World Cup. So, yeah, I'd certainly keep an eye on him because he's got some um,
1: some real power and some real presence at the crease. Um, South Africa were eventually bowled out for 163. Did anyone in particular impress you with the ball? Well, it was steady, wasn't it? I think
4: Mac Parkinson, who's not had much to do mm. on this tour, he was obviously around for all four Test matches. Didn't really get a look in there. He played a couple of the warm-up games before the first Test and and got it's you know he? he got carted a, a little bit. But uh, so it's was, it was good to, to see him. Uh, uh, bowling well in fact Adil Rashid and Moen Ali who weren't I think initially due to bowl went, once the, the South African team got off to a good start they, they sort of came in and sort of uh, sneaked on to bowl and, and you know that uh, showed I think that at one stage England were a little bit concerned I think the South African team were 90 odd for one and about 17 mm-hmm. overs so yeah. are on course totally right. at that point but then they lost uh, quite a few wickets quite quickly so and, they, and their chase faded away but uh, yeah I mean it was, a, it was a steady performance by England they won the game against yeah, not a particularly strong opposition. I think uh, in the second game on, on Saturday, they'll be looking for um,
1: you know, a, probably a better, more dynamic performance. And lastly, John, what are England looking to get from this one-day international series? Because it seems like it's a bit random. There's a T20 World Cup in a couple of months. Maybe, perhaps, I've heard people say it will be better suited for England and South Africa to play six T20 games. Do you think England will be taking taking this this one day international series seriously, or do you think really the the main focus for them are, are the t20 s well, i 'm sure they'll be taking it seriously but uh, you know it, um,
4: the the big event the big sort of global event of this year is the the 2020 world cup, so that 's why the likes of uh, Ben Stokes and joss butler. butler mm-hmm. Mark Wood, Joffre Archer, he's actually injured now, but those four guys were left out of the 50-over games and we're going to come back for the T20 games. Actually, Ben Stokes has been here today, bowling out in the middle, so he uh, can't, keep, can't keep him away from it, can we? But, uh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, clearly, you know, the likes of Milan and Banton, Joe Denley, these kind of guys have got quite a bit to prove in the 50-over the stuff, and if they do well, then, then, you know, obviously they have a knock-on effect for their for their uh, aspirations of getting in the T20 side. So I think, uh, yeah, it'll be taken seriously. But there's no question that uh, all the countries, their absolute focus in terms of white ball cricket is 2020 cricket this year because we've got the big, got the big World Cup coming up in Australia uh, in October.
1: And with England being the 50-over champions, do you see them going into the T20 tournament as favourites?
4: Well, I wouldn't say favourites. You'd probably think Australia in the home patch, particularly with their you know the power in their bowling and their batting really you know they've got you know Stark and Cummins all these guys we know about and uh, you know David Warner, Glenn Maxwell you know Finch, Steve Smith you know tremendous power with bat and ball the Aussies but you know England will be strong contenders for sure I mean you know T20s can be a bit of a lottery you know you, you can win a game in an over, or you can lose it in an over. you know yeah. uh, it's such an explosive format there's not much time to recover from a from, from a setback I suppose but uh yeah, I, I, and you'd, you'd, you'd fancy India to be up there as well with, it, with their with you know, skillful players, obviously led by Virat Kohli. But, uh, you know, I would expect England to be strong contenders. But, you know, at this distance, sort of eight months away, you'd probably say Australia
1: on their home patch would be favourites. Hassan and John Ethridge, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. England are back in action here in pole tomorrow for the second warm-up match. The first ODI is on Tuesday in Cape Town at Newlands. Is of course, going to be live on TalkSport 2. All three ODIs and all three T20s will be live on TalkSport 2. That's all for today's show. But don't forget, you can keep up to date with all of the action from South Africa on the following one podcast, which will be broadcast daily. You can subscribe on iTunes, Acast and Spotify. We will see you tomorrow.